And we pray that this evening, as we've come to look at God's words in another direction, it will profit us and profit as many that have come to listen as well. And so I want to thank the Lord for God's word that have um, led us to study the word that is titled, Giving God a Reason. And that over time have led us to other areas as we continue to consider different um, prophets in scripture that the Lord has raised to show us that truly we can live a life or we can do some things that will give God a reason. And uh, if you really remember, we started this off with an example in a man called Abraham. And later on, we looked at the man called Cornelius. Do anybody remember that? And after Cornelius, we've looked at other examples and recent alabaster box. Praise the Lord. And that have given us different examples that truly as Christians living in these times, we also can write a story where people will read much later in life that truly there were men and there were them directions and meaning. And so I'm going to let us go to the scriptures according to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And then we're going to start the reading um, from verse 47. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14, um, the scripture tells us that God defined David in a term that is very widely known in the Christendom. And if we look at in verse 14, okay, multiple is in another person in the man called David. And the Bible tells us the reason why God specifically chose David was because the Lord said that David is the man that he has sought for himself because he is David as a man after his own word, after his own heart. So the question then is, what is God's heart or what kind of things that God wants that David was pursuing? Is for instance, if you are in a house where you have children and one of the children have a way or knows the way to their father's heart, it is obvious that that child will likely and most likely or most times get what the father wants. Is that correct? Is that correct? Now, whilst growing up, we had our own favorite. Every home, I want to believe, had that child was a who was a favorite of their home. Is that correct? Do anybody here falls as part of the favorite of his own home? Pastor Yomi is smiling. Was anybody the favorite? I wasn't the favorite. My elder brother was a favorite to my mom and my elder sister was a favorite to my dad. So everyone that falls outside that category always have it difficult in one way or the other. Where you will know is when you are about to go to school. If God helps you, they are going to school before you or their school is resuming before your own. Then you will know what it truly means to have someone after God's heart. Praise the Lord. When they are going, they will pack everything and pack everything and give to them and they will go to school. Maybe your own school is starting two weeks later and they will give you every reason why to wait for another one week. You saw where your brother was going. You said we cleared everything. We did not even have, praise the Lord. We thought that was true at some point until things changed. Where our own school will now resume before his own school. And when your own school is resuming, they will tell you they don't have anything. And then by the time you go, your brothers will be the one that, that will call you to tell you that uh, when our brother, uh, elder brother was going, they packed every, what they said was not existing, they brought everything out. Praise the Lord. So that you see that. In a biological home, you could see what people enjoyed being the apple of the father's eye or the apple of the mother's eye. And the Bible tells us here that King David, God called him the man after his own heart. And we saw what happened at the end. And the story we want us to see this evening is to see what David or the kind of mindset that David had that really placed him in that position so that we will know that these are not just chances. If we look later on in life, you will discover that those people your parents called the apple of their eye or they treated them a little bit differently, you probably see that maybe there were things that they had, maybe by birth or by chance, by birth, or something they had inherently that, you know, opened doors for them. Some of them may just be the fact that they look like more like your mom, your mom just like them or whatsoever, but there was something in it, something there that, you know, that 
their hearts that made it separate or or different or favorable to you. Praise the Lord. So this evening as we consider the aspect of David, that one thing, the thing that made him to be the man after God's heart, then we will see that if we also tailor ourselves in that one thing or therein God will find a reason that truly will also create a, an opportunity for us to be elevated just like David. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord. I want to believe we know the direction we are going this evening. And I'm not going to delve so much deeply in the story of David, but as much as I can, I'm going to see how we can tailor all those stories to really relate to us as far as individuals are concerned, or as far as groups are concerned, the things we could do, the things we can do. Like I also mentioned earlier, it's been almost two weeks we've listened to this. The question then is, what are the things we've been doing in the past two weeks that have given us that uh, mindset or something to give us um, a guide to what we need to do daily in our going out, in our coming in, that tell us the way we walk, that tell us the way we speak, that tell us the way we relate to people, that tell us the way we relate with God, that tell us even the way we serve God, even the way we sing. Even the way we do everything that is within what we do in the Christian world. How those things in the past few weeks have changed if there is a change. And how those things have improved us if there's also an improvement. Praise the name of the Lord. I say praise the name of the Lord. Now, but before we go, so let's go now to the story of David. And let's critically look at the story of David, especially the part that related to when David wanted to challenge Goliath. When David wanted to challenge Goliath. Let me just maybe sum it up for us so that we have a clue of what I want to discuss so that we may not have to truly read all the stories which we know very well. Now, we all remember that a time came when the man Goliath, who was a giant, came and he stood before the children of Israel. And we know that for many days, the Bible tells us that Goliath defiled the land of Israel. Do we remember the story? So defilement, it means that he came and he challenged the whole land of Israel for someone to come before him. And the Bible truly tells us that the king and all his kingdom and all his warriors and all his soldiers, no one was able to stand before Goliath. We all remember the story. And that the Bible clearly tells us that David was pretty much um, a shepherd boy looking after his father's uh, herd. And the Bible said a time came when David took bread and took food, to be specific, to give to his brothers who were in the camp, who were soldiers of, uh, of the children of Israel. And the scripture says when he got there, he saw the, 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 the stampede. He saw what was going on and he inquired why people stood and they told him that the the giants have come over and over, over and over to defile the land of Israel. And the Bible tells us, to be specific, the Bible tells us, and David then asks, what is it then that will be done for this man? The scripture says, being specific, David then said, this man that defiles the kingdom of Israel. His entirety was to ensure that the kingdom of God or the name of the Lord was not continually blasphemed. Other people saw a kingdom versus another kingdom, but the Bible says David saw not just two kingdoms fighting, but he saw that or when we go through life, do we pursue just our own interest alone? Do we pursue let me say our successes alone in whatever we do, maybe in business or maybe in life or career, do we pursue the things for the praise of men? Of whose benefit is it then if everything that defines our success, if everything that defines whatever we do, all ends up in the praise of ourselves? Then we begin to see like David, who not only sought his own praise, the Bible says he was very, very angry when he discovered that Goliath for many days have defiled the kingdom of God, not only the kingdom of God, but have defiled the name of the Lord. And his sole aim was not just necessarily to bring down Goliath, but also to redeem the name of God through the victory that will come from it. And so we come to see that God is not entirely 
um, how do I put it now? God is not entirely blind to the fact that whatever we pursue, he still finds a way to see the heart that does it. It's like giving somebody a lift. You give somebody a lift so that your praise may be said that we give somebody, we give somebody a lift. We do some things so that the praise may end in totality come back to us. That is not the mindset that God is looking at. In the mindset that David had was a mindset that knew that if he could bring down Goliath, then the name of the Lord will be honored again. If he brought down Goliath, then the name of the Lord will be honored again. And we'll soon discover that whilst he was doing that with the attention of God alone in his heart, not only was the name of the Lord restored, the Bible says the name of David was also sung all through Israel. The Bible of restoring the glory of God brought more praise. And God found a reason to say, he truly knows that David is a man after whose heart, after God's heart. Are we together this evening? So this evening, we come to understand there was a time said for every time that everything we pursue is I, is I, is me. Then you begin to see that you may not really have people's attention so much. You may gain people's attention and people's praise. But when we begin to say so much of I, everything in whatever you do is so much of self. We may not have that opportunity to not only elevate God in whatever we do, but we may just close ourselves. The same thing as closing the alabaster box and allowing the oil to remain in it. As long as the oil remains in the, in the alabaster box, it profits absolutely nobody. Praise the name of the Lord. I say praise the name of the Lord. So this evening, we're going to look at three key areas, three key things which, like David, three key things which, like Solomon or like Abraham, can really give us the dimension of revealing ourselves or putting ourselves in the pedestal. And secondly, we're going to look at selflessness. And number three, we're going to look at service. Those are the three areas we're going to look at. So this evening, as we give examples, we're going to tailor our examples to meet these three. Be it in the area of sacrifice, be in the area of service, or be it in the very first one or the last one, which is selflessness, is what we have seen like in the story of David this evening. Whatever he was pursuing wasn't just for his own personal interest alone. Whatever he was pursuing was also having God in it so that the name of the Lord may be elevated. And we also see even in the story of the woman with the alabaster box, if she keeps the oil to herself, the oil will be beneficial to her. Is that true? She can take the oil and she can sell it. Is that correct? In fact, even the disciples, the Bible says, they berated her and they said the oil that she sold or the oil that she opened was enough for a year's wage. So let's even say the minimum wage was, was 50000 at that time. A year's wage times 12 is going to be how much? 50 times 12, we're talking about 600000 So the woman opened a year's wage just for a moment. But selflessness and sacrifice urged her to open it. And the Bible says up until now, her name is still being written and her, uh, her name is still being told anywhere the gospel of God is being preached. So we're going to look at these three areas of selflessness, of service, and of sacrifice. And we're going to see how the, the, how we can use life examples to portray it. We're not just going to look at Bible examples alone. We want to come to a point where even our lives can be written episodes to which people can read or people can speak about or people can point to. Praise the name of the Lord. I say praise the name of the Lord. So I'm going to leave the mic I'm going to have the mic open now. And so we're going to look at these three key areas as we still consider giving God a reason in the area of sacrifice, in the area of service, and in the area of selflessness. So if anybody wants to speak, you just um, indicate by a wave of hand whilst we look at um, life examples that we tailor us. If anybody wants to raise a hand, please let me know by a raise of hand. So first and foremost, before we go, we're going to start with Matthew chapter 20 and I'm going to read to us verse 26 all the way to verse 28. Matthew chapter 20 from verse 26 to verse 28. 
Matthew chapter 26, 20, 26 to 28 is up there on the screen. So the Bible said, Yet it shall not be so amongst you, but whoever desires to be great among you, let him first be what? Servants of what? First be a servant. Verse 26. The Bible tells us in verse 26, 27, I beg your pardon. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be first what? Your slave. Then verse 28 then tells us, just as the son of man did not come to be saved, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for how many? For many. Now you can see for every example, like we said and we studied on Sunday, you will see that one of the greatest examples or the mirroring will be like the son of man. So if, he, if I'm in service or whatever I am doing, the Bible says if you want to be elevated, he says you must first learn to have to become a what? A servant. And he said, and if he had ended it that way, we may have said to ourselves, of what reason do I have to first be a servant if where or what I'm pursuing to be is the head? If the scripture in verse 28 did not come to play to say, just as the son of man did or laid or leave an example that mirrored the same way. The Bible says if we have to first be the first, we should need to be what? To first be the what? The servant of all. So like we look at the word selflessness this evening, we come to see that in selflessness, self has to first what? Die. First have to do what? To die. It is very difficult to let self die. I must tell you. It is very difficult to let what? Self die. Let me give you a very typical example in my office or where I work. We have a supervisor who recently came like last year. And before now, if, if there are things that have to, if there are things that need to be done, you will see people... Definitely, normally people will always place themselves, assuming someone is a team lead. There are some things the team lead would not do, but he will tell the team members to do. Obviously, it was, it was like the tradition of the workplace that as far as, this, as far as this responsibility is concerned, only the younger team members can do it, but the team lead cannot do it. And so it, it didn't harm anybody. Everybody was going around their normal businesses and it was working and working very well. So you do something, the person can even wait one hour later just for the other team members to come. And then we now had a change of guard. We now had this new supervisor who came. And one of the things he will always do, whatever other people need to do, no matter how low they are, what he does, he, he starts doing it first. And by the time he starts, let's assume somebody say, one of the routines is usually there are checks we do before work starts. Assuming work starts by 8, there are usually some checks that has to be done before, let's say, 8 a.m., now, those checks are usually done by the younger staff. And so when somebody comes, one of the things they will ask, have the checks been done? And if the person said no, no matter the level of the person, he waits until the younger people comes to start it. And now this is what happens. That 30 minutes wait or those little minutes wait, one of the things that happen is that it, 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 it increases the work time or it reduces the service time that we're supposed to render. Now what happens is when this person came, no matter the time he comes, no matter who is available, even if nobody is available, what he does, he does what the younger ones should be doing even before they arrive. And by the time they arrive, now ask me, is that, a, is that a, an example of selflessness or not? It's a pure selflessness. So what happened is when other people started seeing him doing it, it became like if he can do it, then anybody else can do it. Now what now happened is that every other person that were lower than him, no matter the time they all came, selflessness now drew that every other person keyed into that responsibility of doing it whether anybody was around or not. Now, it may look like somebody coming just to do what he likes, but in business, in work life, in career, in whatever we do, we can see that 
Selflessness can propel other people to do what they shouldn't, will, shouldn't or would not naturally do. Now, what that tells us is that even as Christians, no matter what or highly placed we may be, we must come to the point where we understand just like Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus speaking says, if we have to be the greatest of all, what should happen? We need to first be what? Servant first. Servant doesn't belittle us. Servant doesn't make us lower than we should. We were speaking to some couples on Saturday and we were talking about the role of a husband and the role of a wife and then we got to understand and in teaching we said to ourselves, the role of a husband doesn't mean, the Bible said they must be the head, but it doesn't naturally mean they become dominant over whatever is happening. The same way servanthood doesn't mean that everything must lie or relay on you and then you do the least of all. The Bible tells us that whoever have to be the greatest must first be what? The servants of all. Remember, when David came to the camp, what did he come to do? When David came, what did he come to do? The work he was doing, was it the work of the head? Was it the work of the highest ranked army? No, what did he come to do? He came to serve food. And by the reason of serving, what had happened? God had elevated him and found him faithful in the place of servanthood or in the place of service. And that is why it's important wherever we may find ourselves, we may just be the lowest of all ladders at the moment. But in servanthood, in service, in selflessness, therein the Lord will find us. Therein the Lord will spot us. God will not spot you from the top alone. But therein in service, therein in servanthood, the Lord is the Lord will find us the way David was found. And as God found him, as we see through the stories, he became the one that brought, out, brought down what? Goliath. And so it's important in servanthood or in servicehood, we must understand, or in selflessness, I beg your pardon, we must understand that in being the greatest of all, we must first, just like Jesus, become what? Servants of all. It's, it's sometimes difficult because it means, it sometimes will require us to bring down ourselves sometimes from the high horses, but if it is required, God requires that we bring ourselves to the point of selflessness, therein we can express what God has in store for us. Praise the name of the Lord. Minister Kmalap, you want to say something? Please appreciate Minister Kmalap as he gives us his contribution this evening. Thank you, sir. I want to just also point out that uh, whilst you are serving, it's also good that uh, you also develop yourself. If the master will hand over something to you, it's not going to be based on how long you've been there. Because most times we serve, you know, just to impress. We serve just to you know, have the master clap for us and say, oh, this, this man is very loyal, it's very that. But during the period of service, are you also learning what the master knows? Are you taking time to, you know, study, you know? I think serving also should accompany with uh, uh, studying so that you can actually become what you want to become. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate Minister Akpalap. So in other words, Minister Akpalap is saying, even in the position of being a servant, it is not entirely enough just to be the least in the Kedah. It is also important that we find a reason or develop ourselves. Remember in the story of David, the Bible says, even though he was a servant, when he was called, the Bible says in his in his words to Saul, who was the king at that time, the scripture says he began to tell Saul the things he has done in the past. Which one of the examples were, was when a bear came to the head, he was able to do what? He was able to kill the bear. And he also said when a lion came, he was also able to do what? To kill the lion. So while serving, the question is, what have you been able to do? 
So it's not just about being a servant or selflessness or showing yourself to be selfless. We must also have the thing that, like he said, to be able to develop ourselves. In developing ourselves, being even in being in the place of uh, a servant or selflessness, then the things or the skills we have may then be required of us. It is when the skills are required or the things that we have are required, therein the Lord will find a way to single us out or find a reason to exalt us above the present situation or position. Praise the name of the Lord. Please help me celebrate Minister Kualap one more time. Now, the, the floor is open now. We want to get more input from everyone. Like I said, it's also good if we can find life experiences that, can, that, that we have, which can be shared, which can also bless the hearts of other brethren. Praise the Lord. So the mic are open. If anybody wants to speak, please just identify, indicate with a wave of hand so that we... We hear you speak. So this evening, we're looking at these three key areas, sacrifice, service, selflessness. Yes. So we have to follow the order. No, no order, no particular okay, order. Okay, I'd like to refer us to John 12, verse 24. John 12, verse 24. So if multimedia, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies... You talked about self-dying. Self-dying. That selflessness is self-dying. It means putting others before you. So, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Give me the Amplified classic version. Maybe it can help us better. What does it mean to be selfless? He said, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just one grain. It never becomes more but, yeah, it never becomes more, but lives by itself alone. And this was what you were trying to explain to us when you talked about the woman with the alabaster box. If she had kept the box, if she had kept the perfume unbroken, or she had kept it for herself, will her name still be a memorial today? Or will it have ever been a memorial? As a matter of fact, I want to challenge us that it is the fragrance of that broken alabaster box that we are still smelling till today. Exactly. Somebody broke a box, alabaster box, 2,000 years, 2,022 years ago, and we are still per perceiving the perfume. And this time, it's not Hausa perfume. <laughs> Let me go on. I says, but if it dies, it produces many others. Let me give an example. And let me use Pastor as an example. I think it was this Sunday or so he was saying that something about he's ready to die. Can you remember? You know, when at a certain age, a man looks and says, I'm ready to die. He has counted everything. And he has said, if my living is worth nothing, I would rather die so that I can produce something. Maybe when you are still young, you can still be saying blah, 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 blah. So you will find that maybe a parent or an elder will go out. Maybe you say there's an arm robber or where people cannot go. Or everybody is falling in line because maybe... Uh, let me give an example like maybe Abacha doing Abacha's era. It was a dictator, everybody was hiding. And a man of God says that, stop there. I don't care if you bring DSS to come and arrest me, your time is up. Now, you didn't say that because you wanted to leave. You said that even to put your life on the line. And as Christians, truly, unless we are ready to die, 
just like Jesus did. You talked about in the image of Christ. You know when we saw we are made in the image and the likeness of Christ. We want to think about something good. We can even be in the likeness of Christ even unto death. Thank you very much. Let me just finish. It says it produces not only many others, but it yields what? A rich harvest. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate Pastor Yomi one more time. Now let's, let's even look at that. What he has just showed us. That example or that scripture is very, very valid. It says, except it dies. Which means if it doesn't die, it remains alone. Alone means it's still to itself. But it can still do less. Most likely it will do less. So most times, like the story of the alabaster box, which we've heard over and over. If the alabaster box is taken away, if the woman brings it and takes it back. Now, remember, one thing you should understand is before she could ever have brought the alabaster box to that occasion, she had one thing and one thing alone in mind. You don't take an alabaster box from your house and just get there to say maybe or maybe not. The moment you decide to take it out from your house, she may, it means she has already made up her mind to let go. But truly, there are some things as well we've made up our mind to do only to find the pressures of life or people are not doing it as well. Why should I be the only one? And in case you don't know, in the account in Luke, the Bible tells us that not only did she open the, 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 the alabaster box, the Bible says when she poured it on Jesus, on his feet, on his hair, on his hand, the Bible says, and she by herself washed the feet of Jesus, cleaned the hands of Jesus with her tears, with the oil in it. Those were the responsibilities of servants to do when a man comes into a house. But in the place of selflessness, not only how easy is it really to die to self. Anyone. Sometimes it's very, very difficult to die to self. But like we said, the more you consider yourself, we must always, always image how God did it. If Jesus did it, then it, it, the Bible says he, he endured the cross. Enduring the cross doesn't mean it was easy. Enduring the cross means that I'm going to go in this direction. Whatever pain, it com that whatever pain comes with it, I am going to bear it. That is what endurance means, all because he just wanted to go all the way out. One more time, please help me celebrate Pastor Yomi Barijo Okosoya. Any other person, let's take more input from people so that we have a good direction from different angle, like as we listen to other people. Any other person, we have one hand up. Um, is your hand up again, sir? <laughs> we'll come back to you, sir. You want to speak now? Okay, all right, please let him speak first. Then we'll come back to you, madam, please. You said it's not easy. How easy is it, it to And I just wanted to, to read one scripture to you, which is found in Philippians 2 7. But Philippians 2 7. Philippians 2 7. New King James. If you can help us, multimedia. Okay, let me read. It says, But made himself of no reputation. And let's go further. Taking the form of a what? Born seven. Which is what you just told us. Mm. Look, my yoke, how do you say? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you follow the scripture, we have a pathway. Everything you are saying together is, um, what's that word? Converging. Converging. It says he made himself, not God, it's not God that made him of no reputation, no. He made himself. So the challenging of the challenge of making yourself of the challenge of being of no reputation lies with you, not with God. It's with you. He says, taking the form of a bond servant and then coming in the likeness Amen. of mine. You know, there's a, a friend of mine that says uh, he works for one of the richest man in Nigeria. And he says, the man's favorite thing, he says, my friend, lower your shoulder. You know, when you are talking to him, and he says, my friend, 
lower your shoulder. We as Christians, we must lower shoulders. our shoulders. We must not see things in relation to ourselves. We must first see things in relation to what God wants us to do. I know it's not easy, but every time we must remind ourselves that this is what God wants of us. I'm keeping quiet now. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate, Pastor Yomi, once again. Like he has pointed out again, the responsibility still lies on us. The responsibility still what lies on us. We can always relate this to all the examples that we've listened to before now. Whether it be the woman with the alabaster box, the responsibility to break the box was still on her. Whether it be the case of Abraham, the responsibility to sacrifice or die or kill the child was still on him. As much as we come to learn that God was just giving it as a test, every day of our lives is also God trying to find a test or not. Like on Sunday, like Pastor was saying, that it rained, definitely, which was rightly so, but we just discovered that a lot of people could not break that alabaster box of still driving all the way down, of still coming, in, coming to church even when we have our cars. This evening, somebody posted something on, on one of the groups about of, of how a church was flooded and the women around and the people around still attended the service with their what? With their cano. So they had canoes in the church. They drove all the way, all the way to the church. And even in the flooded church, they still took that responsibility of service or selflessness. So, like Pastor Yomi said, we must understand that nobody is going to lower our own shoulders. The shoulders will be lowered by you and I. The, 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 the limitation is still within ourselves. But the more we come to selflessness, remember, for everything, there's always a mirroring. And we always say, just like like Christ did. It may sound or it may not feel um, easy, but always remember, just like Christ did, he made himself of no reputation. Please always remember, he made himself of no reputation. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate Pastor Yomi one more time for his contribution. Please let's hear from our sister. Let's hear her own contribution. Just as it is our call. Help me celebrate and encourage her before she says anything. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, in a lame man's language, selflessness means that giving it up. As in you give all up and say that God, at this juncture, it is you or nobody. So when you do that, you allow God to come in and then it takes control of every problem, every challenges and everything. And then at the end of the day, when you're able to allow him to do that, you find out that you're giving everything, your strength, your energy, everything about you, you're giving it back to him. And in becoming selfless, that is now very easy. That becomes very, very easy. If you still know that, yes, I am this person, I have the strength to do this, you are not being selfless. You still have the... The other word is selfish. Let me put it that way. You still think that, yes, you can do it. There's no need to be selfless. But if you believe that it is only God that can do this, then that means you're letting go of anything, everything that you own, and then he does it for you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate her. Help me celebrate her more. You can do much better than that. Minister Kpalap will come to you, but just to portray what she said. Remember, the Bible says, when I am weak, remember that scripture, then I am strong. When I am weak. There's, uh, there's something I read way back that said, for God to reveal his strength in you, you must first present to him your weakness. Sometimes we, we, we're so much um, on, um, on, how do I put it now? 
um, thinking we can do it all by ourselves. And as much as God is seeing us being able to do it, he can't find weakness to express himself. Most times God expresses himself through our weaknesses. And so just like she said, the more we put on ourselves, the more we still put on our own strength. The best result we can get is still the result of the strength of man. But the more we liken ourselves to the reputation of nobody just Please let's um, hear from our senior pastor and you know what to do and you should do that much better than you did before. How many of you remember the Bible says God resists the proud? Let me see your hand up. God resists the proud. What does it mean to be proud? You focus on yourself. Proud people, when they enter a place, it has to be about me. God resists. He blocks them. But he gives grace to the humble. So most Nigerians think to be proud is what makes you a big person. The moment you're proud, you're a nobody before God. He doesn't just ignore them. He resists them. But he gives what? Grace to the humble. Grace means divine enablement. Divine enablement to shine, to rise, to break through. Now, you, you read the scripture. God has sought for himself a man after his own heart and he found David. The word sought means God was looking. There were eight sons in Jesse's house. When the man of God came, he saw the good looking one. He was impressed. God says, I have rejected him. I'm going to prove something to you. The second one, I have rejected him. The third one. The same Bible in that battle of um, Goliath talks about um, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammah, the first three sons of Jesse. They were following Saul. They were in the elite army. They had uniform. They had armor. They, they were moving with the king. They probably rode in his chariot with him. They didn't remember their brother. How would you like that? You have a brother that is tending sheep. You already have position. You didn't go and bring him. Now listen to this. It was the same David that was anointed king before all of them. And I want to teach you what it means humble. It's like Pastor Deboe coming to this church and anointing you in front of everybody. And after he goes... They send you to Ajegule to be going to sell Kunu in Ajegule. Listen. And the boys that were not anointed carried on like that. Knowing what God said, it didn't matter to them. Then the father, me, I now call you from your Kunu, say, carry rice and beans and dodo to them where they are showing off. Will you agree to go? Will you, awesome, will you agree to go? Your brothers that had position did not remember you. And you are the one that was anointed before them. You t I know what you will say. You say, Pastor, me, that daddy you anointed king, you are telling me to come and carry lunch to somebody Please stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. This is why he was a man after God's heart. Many of us cannot do it. Once a great person lays hands on you or says you're a great person, you will not tolerate any nonsense, even from your father. The question is, did Jesse not know that that's the king? He knew. In fact, the prophet said nobody will sit down until David comes. That shows you the honor God put on him and the dishonor his family replied with. And yet, he lowered his shoulder to the battle. I want you to listen to this. If he resisted his father like most people here would do, if I sent you on an errand, you, Wally, that you think you're better than, you probably refuse to go. 
You may not be bold enough to tell me to my face. You will give me an excuse. You didn't see the servants. It's me that I was anointed king before you. Like where? But destiny was at that battleground. You see, the thing about pride is you miss your destiny. He didn't know there was any battle. He didn't know. That's why he was asking what's going on here. It was that same battle that announced him. In fact, the Bible says he never returned to his father's house. He started to live in the palace from that day. And after that, he needed no introduction. A nobody became major celebrity that the king was now jealous of him. What if he didn't agree to take the sandwiches? My case is this. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's the only way you're going to give God a good reason to change the way people treat you. Stop fighting people. Stop trying to make a case for yourself. Humble yourself and see in one occasion. Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammah, they, they were front line. The king's boys that used to move with the king. Nobody remembered them. David was on everybody's tongue and he moved into the palace. And from that day, he needed no introduction. Why do I think, why do I feel I'm speaking to somebody here? Whoever it is, may God give you wisdom. I think you can do much better than that. Amen. But I think that's a... That's a very troublesome one, Pastor I just revealed, to remind us truly that before this incident, that David had already been anointed king. Not just before any other person. In fact, the story says that when Samuel was going, he, he saw, Samuel feared for his life because if Saul hears that he was going to anoint another person as king, he was going to kill him. So he did like an, um, just an indoor sacrifice and called all the sons. So it had been anointed king. You will probably think, now that we know David is king, let's just give him the kingly role or the kingly respect going forward. But he was still the least amongst all. And then he continued in his service as a servant. He continues in his service until the time came. Remember, like we always said, like Pastor said as well, all these that we see, whether it be Abraham, sometimes God is taking us through life tests. The life test that you will require in future. The humility is teaching you now. Sincerely, is a fragrance of humility you will need 10 years later. You may think that the humility is um, um, demeaning you now, but it's just training you for the future. So it, it amazes us to see that David had already been anointed king and was still serving sandwiches to his brothers. So this is a, a, a lesson to everyone, just as was, we've read of sin, that in service truly, God wants to see that selflessness die in us, irrespective of where he, whether you've heard or seen a dream about you, uh, your brothers buying before you, but God still wants to see an element of humility. There is something he still wants to see in us to ensure that we are re really ready for the tax of kingship that was to come in the future. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, please help me one, time, one more time celebrate the senior pastor for that direction that he has shown us. Praise the Lord. So let's just always remember that in all these examples, you will always see that what the woman with the alabaster box did can really be seen in the life of all these prophets. It was just about seeing to herself, this oil, this perfume, I can use it by myself or for myself. Go, people will respect me for how uh, the fragrance that's coming from me. But on all, in all, the Bible says she broke all, selflessness, sacrifice, so that the glory of the Lord may be revealed. The more we seek his glory, the more he reveals even our own glory. Praise the name of the Lord. I say praise the name of the Lord. All right, we have two hands here already. Let's take the lady first, then we'll come back to you, Brother Awesome. Praise the Lord. I just want to add um, about service. And I'll be reading Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, the Amplified Version. It says, whatever may be your task, 
work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So in service, we shouldn't be men pleasers. We shouldn't be I service, um, but we should work from our hearts and working like we are working for the Lord. Praise the Lord. So um, we talked about using our live um, experiences. So I, I just, um, a story or an, a, a scenario just came to my mind about myself and I would just like to use it. So naturally, I like to help people. I like to assist people. I find pleasure in um, helping people, just being there for people when they are down or they need something. And um, I was just doing that. One day it came to my mind, why are you always doing this? I, I was wondering, what, where did that come from? And then another mind came to me and said, that is what God has put in you to be doing. So go ahead and do it. And do it like you're not expecting anything from anybody, just serving God. Even though it's a small person, just go ahead if that is what God wants you to do. So I see in service that we should work as we are working for the Lord, not to please men. Praise the Lord. Amen. Please help me celebrate a very passionate contribution. For all, whatever may be your task, like she rightly chose the AMPC version, whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for the pleasing of men and not just for men. Now, this example, this scripture applies to everything that we do. Whether it be work, whether it be service, whether it be studies, whatever you do. Christ. So Christ will not want you to fail. So you better read so that when you pass, you pass for Christ. I heard that and my heart really melted. Way to encourage you, very young ones they were speaking to. So don't make, don't make daddy the same way you will not make mommy and that, uh, Jesus Christ feel ashamed. I really love that. So it, it falls into this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it falls, somebody say Amen. <laughs> So it falls into that, that whatever we do, we must ensure we do it with all our hearts as not unto men, but as unto God. Please help me celebrate this, my sister, one more time. And for giving us a personal example that really, really resonates to everyone. Amen. All right, let's hear from Brother Awesome as we begin to um, take fewer contributions. Do we have any other contribution? Okay, we'll take Minister Malab just as we begin to draw the curtain for today. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, um, I'll take dying to self. Um, with what I've learned so far in yet four years, is that dying to self is in stages and it is meant to be daily. It is not a one-off thing. So, as you're waking up in the morning, some people... Uh, uh, you wake up in the morning. Some people have died to alcohol. They've died to taking alcohol, but they are not there to pride. So when you wake up the next morning, it's an opportunity to die to pride. So every day, it is not a one-off thing. A lot of people get discouraged and they go back, they leave the faith because they feel that it is too hard so I cannot fulfill all these things, I cannot do all these things, not knowing that it is step by step. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please help me celebrate him more on that. He died yesterday. I still don't have, at this moment, I have no life left. The Bible says we die daily. We die how many times? Daily. The, the death of yesterday is gone with yesterday and we die daily. And we'll get to see, just as we, Pastor Yomi shared, that the, the, the more you die, the, the, the growth of yesterday will be different from the growth of today. You died yesterday, the increase will be waiting for you today. Why not die again today so that you reap the harvest again tomorrow? The more we die, the more we find that, that we walk into every day with the harvest of yesterday. And so uh, let us appreciate uh, uh, Brother Awesome one more time for his contribution. Amen. We'll begin to bring this to a close. We'll take um, the final contribution for today from Minister Kmalap. Um, somebody give him the mic as he gives us his own contribution as we bring this to a close. 
in the area of uh, thank you, sir. In the area of self selflessness, it's like giving. Also, you cannot boast that when it's, you have plenty, you will give. When in the days of small, you are not uh, giving. Uh, and with a personal experience, this just happened. It has happened many times. But let me just say that I was on the way going home, and I put a phone call to my wife. And on the background, I heard my son crying. And I said, what, what is it? Why is he crying? He said, um, he has eaten, but the food was left for you. He also wants to eat it. That is, he's hungry. <laughs> you know. So, I said, but that's easy. Just give it to him. <laughs> he said, but why are you going to eat? He has eaten enough. He just wants to give it to him. And I came home. When I got, you know, you could make the son. You know, you daily, daily, we... Uh, live, give ourselves out like that. So, when there is a need somewhere, and you have something you want to do, and then a call, a call comes, you can still. So we should not, like Brother Awesome said, we should not wait. Uh, it shouldn't really cost you your life before you know you have paid the biggest price. You know, you don't have to wait till a bullet goes to your chest or by anyway. You know that God did not write that kind of script. You know. Maybe if you get to that hard, but with the way God has arranged our lives, we don't have to get to that level first before we can really uh, yield ourselves uh, to be selfless. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Please help me appreciate Minister Malab. I think the direction he has just pointed to is very important when he said this is applicable in the area of giving. It is very, very important we understand that. And I must, you know, let me pay a little bit attention on that because one thing about giving, we must understand this, whether you're a student at this point or whether you are still earning low or whether you're still earning high, one thing about giving is it requires selflessness. It requires selflessness. Let me give you an example. I remember when I was still serving, and I was serving the organization I was working were paid, you know, like a copper, very small, and the other people were earning in millions or hundreds of thousands then. And I now said to myself, God, if you can bless me like these people, if you can just bless me like these people, all this one, they are struggling to give tithe, to give offering me, I will freely give it, praise the Lord. So the small money I was giving, I was very faithful to it. I would just give me 10%, I would give offering, it didn't cost me anything. Then I now got the job, I was praying, God, if you can give me this job. The moment the money came like this, I now calculated 10%, I said, God, you must, uh, this 10% is more than all, I end all my days of, and I said, God, are you sure we'll not renegotiate this vow? that I've, we did, praise the Lord. Now it's important, I'm just saying this, just to let you know that if it comes in the area of giving, that is why God starts from the very low. The lower you are, if you begin to complain that you can't give, trust me, the moment or the year God will bless you with a hundred million, you will not be able. Do you know how much it is to pay those amounts? Do you know how much it is? So, I, I had to train myself. Sometimes when God is taking you gradually, he's training you because a time will come. And really remember that God knows the heart. He knows those who will sacrificially give back to him. And so it was a struggle for me when I had the big money come for the first time in my life. I opened my eyes and I said, God, are you, are you serious? You collect all this. And then, you know... So we must be careful to understand that God trains us in that. So in, I pledge this amount that is easy. Sometimes you hear people pledge. They still have things to settle in their homes. So it's a huge challenge for us as a church to understand that we must understand that it has to make do with you understanding even the place of God. Okay, I, I remember one time, and so when we are in trouble or when we are in need, sometimes God makes us go through that. And you ask yourself, what am I going to do? Let me, let me just, for, just to be on a lighter note this evening, um, one of my aunties came one time. My wife just gave birth till I die, praise the Lord. So are you sure you are still serving God wholeheartedly? So there are times we make 
very strong verse before God, if he can just deliver me from this one, you see. But when the deliverers now finally come, God is now watching to see, let's see you play your part. And you don't understand or you don't know that playing that part will still require a level of sacrifice from you. Praise the Lord. So we must understand that being selfless or being sacrificial, as far as this is concerned, is being deliberate. So God is, you are telling God, if you can bless me enough and just give me an alabaster box that is worth this amount. And God has now given you that alabaster box. Breaking it is now a challenge to you. What you are doing, of what use is it when you still have the oil in that alabaster box? It's blessing no one, neither is it blessing God himself. And so this evening, I want to believe that will bring itself to death. We will die to self so that we're able to break every alabaster box that is required to be broken in our lives. If you've been blessed this evening, why don't you celebrate the name of the Lord this evening? Hallelujah. Amen. So please, let's take this very seriously. This is for helping people have not been well enough. You are considering so much of self. But as we die to self, God will help us in Jesus' name. Why don't you bow your heads in prayer? We thank you, Father, for your word that has come. Every man here and every woman here that ourself is still highly elevated above you. We pray for the ability to die to self this evening so that we'll be able to give all and break all and have that sacrificial self being rendered to you, just like Abraham, just like the woman with the alabaster box. Thank you for hearing us, for in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen.